0: Welcome to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. Our hope is that you are blessed and that your relationship with God continues to grow and flourish. The next voice that you'll hear will be that of Bishop Brown. Thank you for listening. Amen. 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 Would you uh, stand with me and turn in your scriptures to the book of Acts? book of Acts. We praise God for our music ministry, for, for lifting and inspiring us, ushering us into the very presence of God. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2. Beginning in verse 41. I want to read these few verses. Are you there yet? So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. Somebody say this last section with me. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved wow i want to i want to talk today of course we're talking from the general theme power and today i want to talk about the power driven church i'm gonna say that again cuz y'all the power driven church eternal God our father we thank you for the written spoken and living word of God speak to us oh God in such a way that we receive your word responding to our own heart or respond in our own hearts to what you reveal and then rush to put it into practice this is our prayer and we ask it in the strong and powerful name of Jesus the Christ the people of God said amen Amen. You may have your seats with your Bibles open. One of the things that I loved about my uh, best memory of my family, and by family, I don't mean merely my my household but but I grew up as many of you did no doubt with within a village a village i i grew up within a a a a community of people who loved one another um though no doubt some of them fought from time to time, um, had disagreements, had whatever kinds of issues humans bring to the table. Uh, But inevitably, family was was the fabric um, within which I was I was born, and and what I remember most was he trying to come back to church. <laughs> what I remember most was um, being able to gather on special occasions, whether they be Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, or 4th of July is what we celebrated back then. And, uh, and people came together and they... they uh, people brought dishes, you know, food. They, they, they played games. They, uh, they interacted and engaged with one another. It was... It was awesome. I wonder if anybody has such a similar experience yeah and uh and and you know, um when I was in that environment, I remember feeling the sensation like like I'm just so protected and so loved and so um uh, uh, I didn't use this word then but but so honored to be in the midst of a people uh, who have the same DNA that I had. I didn't know nothing about DNA then, but it's just something about being among a people and we all can. Um, um, and, 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 and I gotta tell you, I don't know what happened to that. Of course, life and death have ha- had its way and the, the family circle, you know, got smaller, and smaller, but what's interesting is that though family members passed away and and uh, in some cases moved away and what have you, um, people were still having children, and and even though the the elders you know of my era have passed on, then other elders. Should be moving up in their spot. Um, but something happened to my family. I don't know about your situation. Something happened to my family. And, and even, even family reunions don't quite, ha- in my family, don't quite have the same draw that they once had. But, but be that as it may, that, that family dynamic is, 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 is what I believe God has given or God has purposed for each of us to have in an ideal scenario because I recognize that, that everybody did not or does not have that. Everybody, everybody doesn't necessarily know who their parents are or, or, or maybe their parents passed a long time ago or whatever the case may be. I'm simply saying that, that, that family uh, is God's idea and God purposed every person uh, to have a family. Sometimes uh, your family may not consist of flesh and blood folks but 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 it it would maybe consist of uh, friends of family and the friends became like family. And, and there was just always seemingly a, a, a reason to come together and celebrate. And, and, and maybe you came together and danced. Maybe you came together and, and got drunk. I don't know. But, but there was something powerful about the coming together. In, in, in our text in, in the book of Acts this morning... Course, we have journeyed in the book of Acts all the way from chapter one now into chapter two, headed towards the next chapter. And and this book of Acts is not a a, a, a theological book. It is in fact a a two-part uh work by Luke to a man by the name of Theophilus. Theophilus, we don't quite know if this was a real human or if Theophilus was a uh, a pseudonym or, a, or a symbolic person that represented those who love God. But what Luke sought to do and seeks to do is to give an orderly account of that which Jesus Christ has done, has said, and has brought to pass, that's in his gospel, and in the book of Acts, which is the sequel, uh, he then talks about how uh, the Spirit of God uh, affected and and established, if you will, uh, the the New Testament church, and and he talks about it uh, from a point A to a certain point in history. What the book of Acts gives us is not necessarily a, a prototype or a, or a uh, fixed system uh, uh, of what the church ought to look like, but it does give us some, some fundamental principles of what made the church at her birth the church at her best. Y'all looking at me like you need more explanation. And, uh, and so by the time we get to chapter 2, verse 47, we, we read that, that God added to the church, the Lord added to the church, uh, added to their number every day to those, or he added, those who were being saved. Now, that phrase, those who were being saved, helps us to understand the role, what the role of the church is, and more importantly, what the role of the church is not. You see, the church does not save us. Just because you join Judson or any other church that does not save you. There's nothing salvific uh, about joining a church. What saves, or more specifically, who saves, is Jesus Christ alone. I need us to understand that. Because, because I grew up, again, in an era when people... Uh, when they walked down the aisle and joined, quote-unquote, church, they equated joining church with being saved. And those are two different animals altogether. Being saved means that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was sent to earth to ultimately pay the price and, and satisfy the penalty for my sins. And he died and was buried and on the third day was raised from the dead. There ought to be some amens right there. That is Salvation. Believing that Jesus died for you, believing that he was buried for you, believing that he rose for you, believing that he's ascended to the right hand of the Father and that he's coming back for you, that is the gospel. That is is salvation. It, it, it has nothing to do with how faithful you are at church. It has nothing to do with how much you give at church. It has nothing to do with how sweet or nice or kind or, or, or cute or whatever. It has everything to do with what Jesus did and my belief that he did it for me. That little sound bite was perhaps for somebody that, that, that's unsaved that wants to know how to be saved. You simply uh, ask the one who died for you uh, to come into your life because you believe that he did indeed die on your behalf, lest I tarry too long. How did they get here to verse 47? How do you go from 120 to 3,120? and counting how do you go from the 11 disciples 12 rather disciples that followed Jesus to now 3120 people well whatever else the book of acts does is it gives us at least a a model it gives us a picture of 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 what is going to be fleshed out throughout the epistles uh, as to the function of the church. But what we have in the book of Acts is a, a I believe, a, a, a model uh, of what at least, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to use it for lack of a better one, philosophically, the church ought to look like. Are you, are you tracking with me today? So so let's go back then because I want to go to verse 42, and I want you to see here what happened when those 3,000 souls were added. By the way, it it, it blows my mind that the church grew in one day from 120 to Uh, 3,120, and that blows my mind because I pray that God adds to the church. Oh, yes, I do. I pray that God adds to the church. And and what's amazing, though, is what if 3,000 souls were added to the church? Well, it can't happen today because we ain't got 3,000 here. But but what would happen to us if we all of a sudden grew from 100 and whatever we are to 3,000 overnight or over a month or over a year or in a short period of time? Do we have the infrastructure? Do we have the, the, the right people in the right seats to help to manage this kind of growth? Or could it be that, that, that God might be withholding great growth because we don't have in place the infrastructure to manage, to minister to people that might come in mass. What, what, what happens to our, our Judson Student Ministries if all of a sudden they got to deal not only with 20 or 30, whatever the number is, but now they got to deal with 300 what, what happens now to, to Soul Care Wednesday when on the Zoom, we got a thousand people on the air? What, what happens? What happens? I don't even want to say if, but when the Lord. What happens when the Lord adds to our number in such a magnificent way? Can we count on you to step up? And serve, can, can we count on you, brother? Can we count on you, sister, to, to step up and, and lead? Or or do we do then what we do now and say, "Well, that's not my job. that's somebody else's job." See, I believe that we ought to be practicing uh, in the present uh, for what we want God to do in the, in the future. Look, I'm not gonna ask the question how many millionaires we have, but let me ask the question. How many people want to be a millionaire? Just one. Y'all either, come on, y'all, y'all. Let me let me let me preface the question. If you're not already a millionaire, how many want to be a millionaire? Thank you for your honesty. Now here is the question and 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 I'm bleeding cuz I'm already convicted personally. Are you managing the resources you have now? The way you will if the Lord so blesses you to either have the business or 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 however you legally get it. Are you managing what you have now like you will if you become a millionaire because you do know what happens to many lottery winners right they hit the lottery all of a sudden they are multi-millionaires and they go wild they go crazy they buy the biggest house and the biggest car the biggest boat they got all kind of stuff And within, I think, on average, within five years, they're broke. So what we got to start thinking like is this. How as a church right now can can we organize so that as God adds to the church, we are able to to manage and to minister to the people that God sends. Because God is serious about stewardship. And if we are not faithful over a few things. So, what you notice in this text, verses 42 through 47, it says, In verse 41, of course, over 3,000 were added. In the very next verse, in the English versions, it says, and. Now, in the Greek, and is not the first word. But the point in English is that there is a continuation between what happened After those people connected with the church, and what's about to happen after that, and it says, and they. Now, who is the they? Glad you asked. The ones who were just added to the church. So, here they are new members, and guess what they did? They devoted themselves. They committed themselves to what? The teaching of the apostles. That's the primary emphasis and focus because it is in in terms of a list. It is first on the list. And when you're studying the word of God, you have to pay attention to order. Order. And so it says to us that what was top priority was them being taught the Word of God. They had a commitment to God's Word. Man, they just joined the church. They were just added to the church, and and immediately uh, they have committed themselves uh, to studying uh, the apostles' teaching as opposed to uh, some other teaching in some other place. See, our itching ears always will often lead us to always want to go somewhere else to get a word. I'm just not being fed right here. Well, it's hard to be fed when you don't show up with your mouth open. well, I just need to go somewhere where where, where, where they're speaking to my needs. See, <laughs> see, I'm going to tell you something. I told you earlier when we were at the altar that the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Right, And I'm not suggesting that just hearing other preachers and pa- I'm not saying that in and of itself is evil or wrong or what have you. It is a matter of priority. I, I, so growing up, as I told you, I did, um I ate at home every day. Well, I, I ate at home most days. But every now and then, I'd get invited to a friend's house for dinner or lunch or what have you. Um. But that was infrequent. My dominant meal or the dominant amount of my meals came from my house. I wish y'all could just kind of see where I'm going with this. Yeah, I, 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 you know, my mother was like, bring your behind home. Streetlights are darkening. What have you, You're going to be at the house. Dinner's going to be at home. And we're going to sit together and eat. You know, um, um, you know we didn't start taking our food back to the back room <laughs> until later on. And, but, but here's my point. When you eat from a bunch of different houses... You can mess around and get food poisoning and can't trace or track where you got it from. Yeah. I I don't know if you ever went somewhere at somebody else's house and got sick from what they fed you. (laughs) But that's a very present danger. So, so, so here these new converts, they devoted, and the construction of that, of that phrase indicates that it was a continuous action. They continuously and consistently heard God's word from their assigned teachers. Yeah. See, what, what, what we perhaps don't really fully understand is that when, when God assigns you to a church, I like that phrase, when he assigns you to a church, uh, he's assigning you to more than to a church. He's assigning you to a pastor. And when he assigns you to a pastor, he's assigning you... Uh, The word pastor really means shepherd. And whatever else a shepherd does is he leads and he feeds his sheep. And most shepherds did not own the sheep that they shepherded. Often the sheep belonged to somebody who was wealthy. They just worked for that person. And so while they may have called the sheep my sheep, it was not by ownership, it was by stewardship. Which means that the shepherd had to give an account for the sheep. They're not my sheep. You're not my sheep. You're God's sheep. But he has placed a shepherd that he holds accountable. A lot of times, and not, not this church, but many churches, <laughs> the sheep <laughs> seek to punish the shepherd. Shepherd don't, don't feed the way I want to be fed. Shepherd don't, doesn't, doesn't lead the way I want to be led. Shepherd, don't do what I want him to do or don't do it like I want him to do it. I'm going to chastise him. I'm going going to punish him. And I can punish him, uh, so I might think, I can punish him by what I do to him or what I withhold from him. Boy, I tell you what. There's nothing more that displeases God than an ornery sheep. If you want to be on the wrong side of God, be on the wrong side of the shepherd. Now, now I want you to be clear. That does not absolve the shepherd of, of accountability because the reality is, I told you, God holds the shepherd accountable. and And so... I bet you dollars to donuts. The chastisement, the correction that God exacts on the shepherd is far more effective, intense, and meaningful than anything that any sheep can do to the shepherd. And they devoted themselves. That word devoted, it it means they didn't just show up when they felt like it. It means that they didn't just just take this thing casually or lightly. They committed themselves. In fact, the the first word I want you to to think about, maybe jot down, uh, is commitment. Commitment. That's almost a dirty word in today's society. Because we don't want to commit to nothing except what makes us happy. Oh, we'll we'll commit to something that's going to produce some fun. We'll commit to something that's going to bring us some laughs. We'll commit to something that's going to make us some money. But they committed themselves, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Do you think everything the apostles taught, the folk enjoyed every time? Probably not. But they were devoted. I didn't like everything my mama cooked. I'm finicky. Didn't. I think our live stream is down. So she won't be hearing this. What? Ah, It's up? Meanwhile, back here at the ranch. <laughs> but what kid likes everything their mother cooks? You know, sometimes you want to go to McDonald's. Sometimes you want to, you know, whatever. So, so but, but they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Hmm. What else did they devote themselves to? Right there in the text. Help me out. And the fellowship. Now, that's a, that's a loaded word because we think of fellowship as, in, in, in the traditional black Baptist church, fellowship is what happens uh, in the fellowship hall. Of course, you don't find fellowship hall nowhere in the Bible, but, it, but, but, but it's, the, it's the gathering place that we go to, uh, and uh, fellowship hall activities uh, often revolved around what? Food. Yeah, when I grew up Pure Light Baptist Church, Fifth Ward section of Houston, Texas, my grandfather was our pastor and uh, every Sunday after church either we had a full out dinner or at a minimum we had a sweet corner. Y'all <laughs> Y'all don't know nothing about southern church. Those sweet corners and man, you know, they they would have all kind of cakes and pies and uh, uh, cobbler's and all of that, and they might cost $1.25, twenty-five, two dollars, whatever it cost. And boy, you know, you just and uh, and 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 of course, everybody at church had diabetes. <laughs> I got stuff going on today that I can probably trace back to the sweet corner. Not to mention the other stuff that I probably got the high blood pressure from. I know I'm not. Look, killed by the church. And boy, and we stand in line to die. We stand in line to get plates that that are overflowing with, you know, Pork and beef and stuff and stuff and and, and and you know and 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 we do that after at the repast. And the funeral home directors, I'm sure, are excited about that because they looking around saying, okay, there is our next our next customer gonna be right there. Get you an extra plate, get you an extra helping. Did you stop by the sweet corner? We got to do better with that. But that's, that's for another message. But, but, but fellowship, that word fellowship, koinonia, has the idea of having things in common. Now, here's the question. How do you know if you have things in common? Well, you got to spend time with people. You've got to have communication with people, and one of the one of the I think the 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 uh, the, 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 the 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 negatives in our society, especially post COVID, or I don't know if it's post or not, but especially in the era of COVID, is we don't like getting close enough to people because we're scared. So we disconnect. We've, we've been conditioned now to, dis- to keep our distance. We've been conditioned to, to, to not, you know, be in each other's spaces and faces. And as a result, when, when the benediction happens, everybody burns off meaning burns rubber and just get out, because uh, we've been conditioned uh, by, by, by the society, by the sickness, by the, the enemy to not be connected to one another. And so the reality is, is we don't know what we have in common. You're sitting next to a stranger right now, very likely. And even if you've met them before, Tell me uh, who their children are. Tell me uh, if they live in Carson or Los Angeles or or San Pedro. Tell me uh, where they work. Tell me uh, where they went to school if they went to school. We know very little about one another. You know more about me than I know about you. Because I talk about me, you know, not that I want to be the, the subject of the, but, but I'm, I just I, I try to be transparent and whatever. And, and so, you know, I'm from Houston, and you know I'm married to this beautiful lady, and you know I got two children, all this kind of thing. But my point is, is we don't spend enough time communicating. I believe we have right here, right now, in the body... In this local body, we have everything we need. And as the Lord adds, we'll have more of what we need. So, so, so that first word was commitment. But then communication. They had things in common. What else does it say in that text? Breaking of bread. They ate together. Now, there is, there is some debate as to whether this phrase "breaking in bread, breaking of bread," in this verse, verse 42 is the Lord's Supper um, which was at that point even considered the Eucharist. Uh, or was it a Christian meal? that the believers had together. Um, You know, and there's, there's debate that goes both ways. Let's suffice it to say, at a minimum, it was the observing of the supper. At a maximum, it was they actually had dinner or whatever meal together. Because whenever believers come together and share a meal, it's more than about just getting your stomach full. Okay, eating in Jewish culture era uh, 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 was more about about getting to know one another than it was about getting food in your stomach. So, can you even see immediately how we as the the 20, what, first century church have drifted away from uh, this idea, and I'm not suggesting we don't eat together because we do from time to time, but but it is not a built-in, baked-in part of what we do, uh, and consequently, uh, we don't know each other. We don't know each other, and when you don't know somebody, then then the next part is not going to come to fruition. Watch this. Watch this. Look. they, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and what? Prayer. Prayer. You would not think this was such a foreign concept. You know, throughout the Old Testament, prayer was an integral part of the the children of Israel's experience. In the New Testament, it is the lifeblood of the church's experience. And they devoted themselves to that. But I announced a few minutes ago that we were having corporate prayer on the first Sunday. I mean, I mean, on the first, on the Saturday before the first Sunday in July, July 1st. Some of y'all start doing your nails. Some of y'all were on TikTok. Some of y'all were still here, but you weren't here. And there was a cursory, amen, all right, all right, move on. And let me tell you something, prayer Is not an add-on. Prayer is uh, the communing and communicating uh, with and from God. The the very weapon that God has given us to defeat every enemy and every foe uh, is the one we least embrace. Come on, talk to me, y'all. And so rather it being an add-on, we've got to think about prayer as, as in a way that it is as primary to who we are and what we do as the preaching of the word. We, 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 we've got we've to reorient ourselves because, because to the extent, well, let me say it like this, look, He who is not praying is playing. And he who is playing is straying. He who or she who, I ain't being uh, uh, sexist. He or she who is not praying is playing. You know how to know, how, how you can know how committed and connected to the Lord you are? What's your prayer life like? And understand this prayer doesn't mean that every time you do it, you got to get on your knees beside your bed and put your hands together. And you no, know, no, no. I'm not saying that's bad, or wrong, or anything, but I'm saying whatever else prayer is, it's a conversation with God. And so a conversation with God can happen anywhere, anytime. He walks with me and he talks with me. He tells me I'm his own. Anybody in this house know what it's like to drive on the streets of of California and to be in a constant state of prayer and not necessarily say an audible word? Anybody ever been at work talking to your boss and he's talking to you crazy, but you there praying? Now, Lord, here's this fool here. And I don't know how you're gonna do it, but uh, you ever been on a date and prayed? I knew I knew I was gonna lose half the crowd right there. No, 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 prayer is gonna undermine my agenda. They were committed to praying. <sighs> I'm getting a workout this morning. And guess what happened as a result of that in verse 43? And awe, that word, that word, that word means fear, um, came upon every soul And many, how many? We don't know how many, but many indicates more than a few. Many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Many wonders and signs. Many wonders and signs don't know what all that looks like. I got a feeling though, because they were in constant prayer, because they were in constant communication, because they were observing the supper and eating together, and they were in a constant state of learning God's word, then then an atmosphere was created so that if there was a miracle needed, a miracle was experienced. What must it have been like? To to have been in the word consistently and 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 you commune with somebody, you know. I've just been I've been dealing with this ache in my in my side, and I don't know what it is, but it's got me limping. And 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 they say you limping, old oh, man. Look, we, let me let me let me lay hands. Let me pray. Let me and and before you leave there that day, uh, you walking upright straight. What must it have been like uh, to have communicated, uh, child? My money is funny, and my change is strange. Uh, I don't. I don't know how I'm going to pay my, 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 my light bill. I don't know how I'm going to pay for my camels. I don't know how to pay. I'm, I'm going to pay for whatever I got to pay for. And Oh, you got to pay. Look, look, let me take this to the Lord in prayer. And let me make sure you have what you need in order to take care of your obligation. This is what the church is supposed to look like. Nobody is supposed to suffer alone. Nobody's supposed to go through what you're going through by yourself. Nobody's supposed to go to the hospital and nobody know it. But the only way that can happen uh, is that if there's an atmosphere created uh, so that uh, when you are going through what you're going through uh, or when somebody else is going through what they're going through, you're in close proximity uh, that you can help to be the answer to what they're going through. Oh, I like that kind of church. I, I, I like that kind of, of church environment where you can't have a problem that we don't help you get through. I got to go to court tomorrow. Okay, what time? We're going to be there. What time? How smart you got to be to show up in court with somebody? How smart do you have to be to feed somebody that's hungry? How smart do you have to be? This is not about an intellectual exercise. This is about a, a heart matter. This is what this is about. It's about recognizing how good God has been to us and responding to God to God by blessing God's children. And as a result, so all is happening. Man, I got, oh boy, y'all got me running late. uh, uh And my thing died. Yeah, and so, and so and so here's the bottom line. Look, anybody, the text says, and anyone who had a need. Let me tell you what they didn't do that we like to do. You got a need? Father, in the name of Jesus, help my sister. Her house note is due. Her car note is due. Her child's tuition is due. Just help her in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, sister. All right, we'll see you next Sunday. They did not do that. You know what they did? Sister so-and-so has a need. church sister so-and-so has a need. what And they brought it. they went into their pockets and they brought it and if, and, and depending on the size of the need, if if somebody owns some property They sold the property and brought the proceeds, laid them at the apostles' feet because they recognized that, that we are in community with one another, and no one of us can have a need that all of us can't participate in. I like that kind of church. Okay, I got to leave you alone right here because it gets deeper. And, and there's a lot more I want to talk about as it relates to the holistic ministry that God designed the church to be. Can we just suffice it to say that obviously our spiritual needs ought, ought to and are to be met? But then our social needs. One of the things that the Catholic Church used to do and maybe still do that we, Baptist Church, didn't do much that I'm aware of is they would have stuff going on at their facilities every day of the week. And, and I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in Vegas now. He said, he said, man, when I lived in New York, I was at the church every day obviously on sundays he said i was an altar boy and he said but but on mondays we had this activity for 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 the boys on tuesday we had this and on friday we had the dance anybody any any former catholics in the house yeah you, did y'all have a dance on a on a regular basis on on fridays you know i don't know what they did in california but but i know in texas you know they they get jiggy with it So my point is they had something available uh, every day, every day. And, And we've become such a so busy society that you can't picture yourself coming, doing something connected to the church every day and 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 by I guess God's grace we have now the the conventions of the internet and zoom and other things where we can still do stuff consistently but my point is is that the spiritual the social the 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 mental which we offer here but that's not all the physical how about this what if what if because we have in our church right now, we have um, trainers who, who specialize in physical fitness. What if our church provided a day, a consistent day of the week where we show up to work out? And to work, I mean, and it starts with where you are now. We ain't going to start you running, you know, everybody ain't, ain't signing up for that. But, you know, but we have trainers who are wise enough to know that you can't start somebody who has not done anything for decades. You can't all of a sudden put them on the treadmill going 200 miles an hour and that's not... Fortunately, we got a doctor in the house who can help with that. But my point is, is what would it look like if we provided, uh, just as we provide Soul Care Wednesday, but we also provided uh, um, um, physical fitness Tuesday or Thursday or whatever? What if we also provided? We got we got the physical. We got uh, uh, healthcare. Uh, 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 so what about relationships? What about what about having having a set day uh, where we we who are married show up and we work on marriage? Y'all got a little quiet, right? Long up in there. What if if you're single, uh, you come together and you work on. Uh, being the co- the the complete person that you ought to be uh, rather than always looking for somebody else to make you whole cuz last time i checked a single is a whole what if we had a family focus where we have Parenting classes. Because I'm so glad I'm not a new parent today. I'm not equipped. Coming from where I come from. My, my, my parents had one way to deal with me. But these these are new people. Y'all know, y'all know. And so you can't deal with new people the old way. There, we've got to find some best practices. We've got to learn how to talk to our children and listen to our children. But what if we have classes that deal with that? What if we have classes that deal with the whole man, the whole person, and just kind of start moving away from the church being the traditional Sunday only. Can I tell you what happened? Just like it happened in the book of Acts. And the Lord added... Because this is what I'm telling you. If we got... And I got two minutes and counting. Watch this. Look, if we have... Let's just say. Workout Thursday. Right? Where not only do we have working out, like trainers to work out, but we also have people who specialize in food prep, meal preps. So, so, so now, or, or at least teach classes on how to do that. So now you've got, you got the physical uh, training, but you also have a, a, a training in how to prepare meals or even somebody that can prepare it for you. My point is this, and your next door neighbor... They, they, You're talking to them, and, and they see you on a Wednesday or whatever day it is, and you got your gym clothes on. And they say, where are you going tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm going to my church. We, 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 we work out on, on this day, every, every, every whatever. Your church does that? Yeah, come on, go with me. I'm not a member of your church. You don't have to be a member. It ain't about that. We just want you to come. Let me tell you something that can happen. When, when other people, your friends, your relatives and, and, and acquaintances and neighbors um, see that you are a part of something that cares about the whole person and that we're not trying to, um, um, you know, uh, uh, beat them in terms of, of, of beating them over the head with, with, you ought to join our church, you ought to join our church. No, you just come and then you make some friends. They, they show up. They make friends in addition to your friendship, and the more friends a person has in a given place, the more they will be willing to be a part of that on a consistent basis. So you're growing your church even as you're growing your own self. Y'all talk to me a little bit because I... Would that kind of church appeal to you? I did talk about the fact we had mental health services too, right? Yeah. Financial. Oh my God. See, I'm over time. But how many of us would be honest and say, I need financial help? Come on, raise your hand. Y'all so you know you're broke right now. Come on, don't be acting like I don't want nobody to know how broke I am. That, that speaks to the kind of atmosphere we gotta create here where people are not afraid to just acknowledge where we are. Shoot, man, I've got broke days. Okay, but what if, we, what if we have professionals, and I don't know who might be in this category, but we can bring them in, but, but somebody who, who specializes in fiscal financial management, how to set a budget, how to, how to invest, how to make sure you got more money than months. Man, that kind of church excites me. We're going to go more in depth with it because I'm sure I'm forgetting something. But I just want you to be thinking about and praying about what the church could become. And how God can use that, again, as an evangelistic tool. Maybe you're not broke, but your neighbor next door is struggling uh, to keep their house. They need some tools. You can say to them, man, why don't you come to our financial uh, 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 fitness ministry and, and watch how, how God can help you get your stuff together. Father, we thank you for the worth of your word, for the richness of your word, how, for the relevance of your word. Because, Father, we have we have been so one-dimensional where we placed everything into the Sunday morning basket and yet go home and suffer either physically or emotionally relationally financially socially and God we believe that the power driven church is a church that is empowered by the spirit to minister to the whole person so we thank you afresh for what you've spoken in our presence. And Father, we ask now that you would give us the the courage to even do something different. We're not bound by tradition, we're bound by the Bible. And I pray God that you would give us the, the courage and the commitment to do it differently. If you have a desire to join this church or more so so to connect with Christ, if you will just come after the benediction, after the final prayer and see Dr. Sarai Baylor, Minister John Stevens, or one of our leaders, they can share with you everything you need to know about connecting with Christ, church, and cause. I'd love to be your pastor, we'd love to be your family. You are welcome in this place, amen? Amen, come on, let's stand, let's stand. And as we prepare now to receive our benediction, I want us to, to meditate on this word, Acts chapter two verses 42 through 47, and, uh, and ask God how you can be a blessing in this venture and vision that the Lord is leading us into. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, fellowship of your wonderful Holy Spirit be with each of us now and forevermore, that the people of God shout with a loud voice, amen, and praise be to God. Thank you for listening to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. We hope that you were blessed. If you would like to accept Christ, join our church, help continue the work we are doing in our ministries, watch live on Sundays, find us on social media, or give online, you can visit the link in the episode description. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.